0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wake up 502. Doesn't that get you just when you hear that theme? Don't you just see horses running? Don't you just see them running? I don't know if you see them running on the track if you're thinking about the Lone Ranger, but one way or the other, when you hear this. You think of horses running, period. So (laughs) I figured it was pretty good to bring us in today uh, uh, to Wake Up 502, Rashawn Myers, 96.1 FM, Big Exports Radio. I have missed you, the people. Uh, It has been uh, way too long uh, not being on the air the last two weeks. I definitely was going to make it one way or the other. People know that uh, the Derby is always one of our biggest – and brightest and busiest times of the year but uh, you know what I did not care I was like you know what I'm gonna make sure I get in there today it's going down it was happening Um, so yeah so so yeah we are in here Um, I am going to be joined here uh, I believe in just a second by the man the myth the legend himself uh, Mr. Haven Harrington let's see is this Mr. Haven Harrington on the line with me right now
0: but
1: so this is Mr. Haven Harrington on line with you right now. Hey, see? So, look, uh, Haven Harrington made it in as well. I was even more worried about Haven Harrington than even myself, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, Haven was uh, with me last night as we uh, uh, went about the town uh, interviewing a lot of the biggest stars, celebrities uh, of television and stage and screen and, uh, you know, dignitaries and basketball players and football players. We got to talk to a little bit of everybody. So, you know, it, it you know, it's been uh it was a good night last night, Haven Harrington.
0: It was a very good night last night. Man, we was uh I think we we're working on what, what about two, three hours to sleep.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's definitely uh had to put in some work and then get get up and uh clock back into work. It's all right. That's what we do. Yeah, uh, that's what we do. That's what we do. We you know we try to bring people
0: to bed. So we that – Unbridled um, Eve last night had a great time for a uh, a great gala that supports a great purpose. Uh, then we went to Phillies and Stallions after that and it was a a great time had by all.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean it, you know it was it was uh, a definitely a festive atmosphere. Everybody was excited, smiling, laughing, the uh, weather was absolutely perfect. Um, as we talked about, the Unbridled over there at the God House was amazing. It's always one of the, the biggest events of the Derby season, so that was amazing. Thanks once again uh, you know, for, for all of the uh, hosting that those good folks do at Unbridled Eve to allow Wake Up 502 and uh, Main Event Sports to be a part of that event. I've uh, been uh, supporting those folks for years, and they uh, have allowed us to come in and uh, you know get some of the best interviews that we uh, ever have. Um, and make sure that you guys continue to uh, check us out on the interwebs or at wakeup502.com where you can find the links to all those great interviews. I'll be posting those uh, throughout the day. Um, So we have some really good ones. Uh, Just to uh, name a few, Warren Moon, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, the Houston Oilers, um, got the chance to chat with Nolan Smith and uh, Milt Wagner. I'm sure that there are some people that are interested to hear uh, what those guys had to say. But, uh, hey, I'm going to let everybody know right now because I put a tweet out, Haven, yesterday um, that I got a chance to interview Nolan Smith. And you know everybody's like, oh God, you know, you know, because you know everybody knows I've been (laughs) critical on the Louisville. Team. But, look, y'all can relax because Derby interviews are never like grill sessions. So, Yes. Yeah, it's so all fluff. Everybody's having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's coming out, you know, dressed to the nines and the, with, with with their significant others, and they're having a good time. So I'm not going to go in there like a uh, Johnny journalist and, <laughs> you know, try to hammer a any of the guys over the head with questions, man. Those guys are out partying and having a good time. Probably,
0: probably one of the funniest interviews was uh, Cam Jordan, Mark Ingram. Those guys were hilarious.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, both of those guys, big-time personalities, NFL players Cam Jordan of the uh, New Orleans Saints. You know, it's so funny that they <laughs> they had Cam Jordan uh, listed on the, uh, the program as a former New Orleans Saints. Everybody kept calling him a former Saint when they introduced him. He's like, why is everybody keep trying to t-? He said, yeah, was a former. <laughs> so I was in the program, and it was like, oh, that's why I'm about to say,
0: yeah. I, I thought you still I saw the thing. and said, four miles away, maybe." I wasn't paying attention.
1: Right, maybe I missed year's aircraft. They were trying to push him to the announcer's booth already. You know what I mean? But uh, no, but uh, I mean, no. Those guys were great interviews. Uh, you know, got to just talk to a, a lot of great folks. So it was, it was really fun. Um, you know, and just this is, all, you know, Haven. I always say this is kind of the, uh, the. Um, you know the the grand finale of, of our active like get out and about and do things season. I know that we're going to have some, uh, you know, something coming up in June uh, that we're going to be a part of as well. But this is always kind of the the pièce de résistance, the uh, you know the big the big finale for us. You know, out with the people. This kind and you know from here after this one, the next one isn't until you know when ATL, Louisville, Georgia Tech. That's right.
0: You know, so You've got a chance to. Of- uh, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was in the building last night. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, just there's so many um people that that are a part of it. It's almost every year. You never get used to it. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things that when you see all those good folks coming coming around. I got a chance to talk to Lisa Leslie last night, which was awesome. Um, one of my favorites. <laughs> and then I got to talk to Miss America. Like, it it just, it is always a, a surreal experience when I get to sit there and laugh and talk and chat with these folks, you know, just like we're just old buddies and, and you know, good friends. Right. I have to got to talk to Chip Martin of uh, Dad's Band and Cooling Gang fame. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it just it just it just the list goes on and on. It's just like, here, you know, and and the crazy thing about it, is especially when you're out there interviewing on the red carpet, is it's like uh, they're literally one after, you know, after another. So you're just boom, back to back, you know, and you're just getting all those all those great interviews. So needless to say, um, it was really awesome. Uh, we had a great time covering it. Of course, uh, Derby 149 is going down today. Um, very, very uh you know, excited for the energy around the city is the biggest thing. You know, I talked to Luke Hancock a little bit about that last night. He just talked about just the the, the energy in the city. He said that he has, uh, you know, a horse that he likes. Uh, so you know, I, I'm going with the MOP. He seems to always be winning. So uh, you know, I might have to ride with him. He said Forte is is one that he he really really likes. So uh, just uh, the well, you know, I'm gonna say this about Derby 149. Yes. I'm, I am not a big gambler. I am
0: not a big horseman. I might want to try to pretend I'm a horseman like everybody does this time of year. I'm not going to pretend I've been watching horse racing all year long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I no. can
0: tell you who, who, well, I have no clue. my pick horses by either colors or names or numbers. So this year, I'm going to do something different. I want all our listeners out there to text or call in and tell me, like, who should I put my money on?
1: Uh, I
0: like That's that. That's all I want to know. Tell me who shall I put my money on? That's so right. all our listeners out there and Wake Up 502 Nation, text and call in and tell me who's your derby pick and why should I put my money on them?
1: I like that, I like that That's 502-414-1450 Is the Thornton's text line Uh, If you want to text into the show If you want to give us a call 502-384-1450 As well on the uh, Wake Up 502 Buzz line So uh, we would love to hear from you Uh, Interaction is always a big, big part of the show So definitely get involved 502-414-1450 On the Thornton's text lines Make sure you check out Thornton's For all the best in eats And gas And grub And slushies And everything else that you can get at Thornton's, I mean, you can get sandwiches, you can get hot stuff, you can get cold stuff, you can get sweet stuff, you can get salty stuff. So, you know, you get all kind of stuff at Thornton's. So anything you want, make sure you go to uh, any of the 642,082 area Thornton's locations here uh, in Kentucky Anna. so make sure you check them out. But, uh, you know, yeah, and the thing I was going to say, Haven, after I gave that pick of uh, Forte, uh, which I stole from MOP, uh, Mr. Luke Hancock, I uh, was going to say that will be the end of the horse breakdown from this end. Because <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we we don't do, you know, we're not pulling out the uh, the racing form and, and, you know, reading the speed numbers and, the, the sp- you know, numbers on grass versus turf and all that good stuff. Definitely not. Uh, (laughs) definitely not doing any of that. So, uh, you know, that'll probably be the end of it. And you know what? I think that's actually a good thing, Haven, because, man, being off the last two weeks, there have been some major, major happenings in the world of sports of local interest. And I definitely want to get your thoughts on all of those, um, as well as the NBA playoffs going hot and heavy right now. Um, So, you know, there's so many things to get into. Um, You know, but Jeff Brom is still, hitting home runs on the, uh, in the transfer portal, uh, commitments left and right. Uh, there still could be some more commitments on the way. Uh, just a lot of things to get into, man. So, you know, I, I definitely want to jump right into that. And, uh, you know, at the top of the list, Haven, I to, I got, we got to talk about it. Lamar Jackson, now the highest paid player in the history of the NFL Uh, $52 million per season, $256 million over five years. Um, the man is going to make $80 million this year. He's going to get 72 million at the, at signing and 80 overall, uh, for his uh, first year under his new deal. Uh, like what are your thoughts on just Lamar getting that done, not caving and signing with an agent, and then going out there and putting together such a watershed deal. Um, after all of the scrutiny and all of the uh, you know gnashing of teeth, and uh, just kind of the big war between he and the Ravens, and uh, you know working through the media to kind of negotiate back and forth. Just what what do you think about everything that has to do with that that Lamar Jackson deal finally getting done? In a mortal words of The Simpsons. Hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
0: Uh, my man Lamar has proved all the naysayers wrong, as he's been doing his entire career, right? You know i yeah. He needs an agent. He's He needs a higher agent. He can't just do this by himself. What's he thinking? That's why it's taken so long to get this contract done. You know, because we live in a very impatient society, but apparently Lamar and his mom are very patient people. Because it's like, you know, let's just wait. There's no rush. Wait after the draft. We'll see what shakes down. Somebody's going to come calling. We'll see what Jared Hurts gets on his contract. He, just, he was just in the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. And He knew something, he knew something was going down when the Ravens got a real wide receiver in OBJ. That's yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, that was the first sign. Yeah. That was the first sign. Okay, they're finally getting, like, a real target. past passes prime, so that's still, you know... Kind of powerful, of course, for the Ravens. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But, you know, they 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 they, they tried. And that's when you knew it was like, uh-oh, I think they may cave. And then the draft happened, and then you start hearing rumors of a couple of teams may not have been happy with their picks and kind of have started to reach out to Lamar. And start so hear those rumors of teams reaching out to Lamar, tapping on the shoulders like, uh, hey, bro. Uh, Bro, are, are you still serious about this uh, about this Baltimore thing? Because uh, yeah, you know, the minion, the quarterback, and then before you know it, the Ravens was like, "Yeah, we need this dude." Henry uh, Houseford ain't going to cut it. We don't like any of the quarterbacks in the draft. The ones we can get, let's make this happen. Yeah. And it was just the fact that you know that Lamar was very patient. Lamar and his mom and his mom just three percent commission, which means the family can keep all the money. And you can't beat that. And he did it his way. He would have to improve that, you know what, I don't need an agent to negotiate a contract for me. I can do this myself. My mom and I got this. We know what we're doing. And they did it.
1: Yeah. They I, did it. I, and off you know, Lamar. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, and there's so look, look, when you are a young, you know, either soon to be or current millionaire, there's a lot of systems for athletes set up for other people to make decisions on how much money you gonna make and, uh, you know, what you're going to what you need to do with that money. And Lamar Jackson did not want to play that game. And, and, you know, we've seen time and time again the stories of the athletes that come in here and, and, you know, become these big-time stars and make all this money, but then at the end of their careers, uh, they're broke. They don't have any money. And, And, you know, just the simple fact that Lamar decided to take that power into his own hands ruffled a lot of feathers. And the NFL, including the Baltimore Ravens, did everything they could to try to shame and, you know, kind of throw Lamar under the bus and, and, and attack everything and give every reason under the sun on why he needed an agent to get this done. But at the end of the day, he got the deal done. He got the deal done for the most guaranteed money ever. He got the deal done for the most per uh, year uh, ever. He got the deal done with both a no trade and a no um, franchise tag clause. So not only did he get it done, but he got it done with everything that you would want in that contract. And that shows savvy. That shows thoughtfulness. And the, the people that said that this is too big for Lamar and his mom, uh, they don't know how to do this. They just don't understand. That was all bull crap from the beginning. All this was about was the fact that the Ravens did not want to pay that man the type of money that he deserved, and he waited it out. And once Jalen Hurts' contract got done, we talked about it here um, on Wake Up 502, is that the biggest thing or the best thing that Lamar could have done was wait for either the Mahomes or, excuse me, the uh, – Uh, Hurts deal to get done or the Burrow deal to get done. And once Joe Burrow or or Jalen Hurts got paid, Lamar would get his money. And that's exactly what happened. The Ravens felt the pressure. Uh, The draft was upcoming. They needed to know what was going to happen with the direction of their quarterback. And they looked at themselves and was like, you know what? Man already has an MVP for us. He loves the city. He loves um, you know, everything. He's not going to cave. He's not going to buckle to the ridiculousness of all the things and, and, and tricks that, that we've all tried to do. We're going to just have to bend the knee. And it's very few times where the NFL bends the knee to anybody. And some people will, will roll their eyes and say, no, that's not what happened. But Haven Harrington, they were talking about 130 million guaranteed. They were talking about Lamar should have signed a deal for 32 or 34, or 35 million. And this and that to me, Lamar won this deal like all those people that that said that he wanted a fully guaranteed deal like the Deshaun Watson deal. I that was never from the the Lamar camp side. They said that was never the issue. But the biggest offer that the Ravens ever came to them with was one hundred and thirty three million, which was a slap in the face. Considering what uh, some of the other guys, including Deshaun Watson and and others had gotten to that point. Um, so I, I think he did an awesome job. I mean, am, am I wrong in that? Some some people are saying that this was uh, Lamar, you know, conceding and not and trying to, you know, d- didn't really necessarily quote unquote win, and it was kind of more of a meet in the middle. I think he totally won this this whole situation. You know, once, you
0: know, he won this. He won the situation in several ways, and not just the money. It's like I said before, he won it when he. Got Baltimore to finally cave in and really go after wide receivers. Yeah. And really go after wide receivers. That's when he really won. When Baltimore got serious about this offense.
1: Yeah, they went out because, and got George's offensive coordinator. They finally got rid of Greg Roman. And sent him packing. They went out there. They, and, and, I mean, and that was a big thing about it. Lamar was a part of the process to go out and find the new O.C. He was a huge part of that. Um, and they loved the Georgia O.C., so they went out there. They, they got him. They, they loved what he brought to the table. And then, as you said, you go out, you add um, OBJ. You go out, you add um, Nelson Aguilar. You, you go for- out and you, you, you uh, draft Zay Flowers you know uh may you know maybe one of the most the, you know, the biggest thing the biggest um uh, thing that i can say about zay flowers haven is that there was nobody on boston college's offense like nobody they didn't even have a good quarterback it was just him, it was just him. like it was literally a, a, a bunch of nobody quarterbacks no offensive line to speak of no running backs to speak of no nothing to speak of and teams still couldn't stop zay flowers Zay Flowers beat you of (laughs) bell. You know know how hard that is to do in the ACC. Like I can understand, like when T. Y. Hilliard was able to do that with Florida International and and dominate because it's a lower level of football, you know. But for Zay Flowers to do what he did in the ACC, when everybody knew that he was going to be the guy to get the ball and do everything for them, and he He still did what he did, yes. I mean, that man did everything but sell popcorn. And no one could stop him. So I am very, very excited to see what Zay Flowers can do besides Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham. Like,
0: <laughs> It looks like the Ravens finally got serious about their offense. So they spent Lamar's entire rookie contract having them play. Mark Andrews is probably the second or third best tight end in the NFL, hands down. I
1: agree. I, I think I'll agree. Kelsey... For the Chiefs is number one, and you click Arden. He's two. Yeah, I mean Andrews. Andrews led the NFL in receptions. But yes, I think that that Trevor Kelsey, not uh, Trevor Kelsey, uh, the um, uh, whichever one in Travis. The case Travis Kelsey. B- I, B- B- Travis, B- uh, yeah. see Trevor. Trevor, this, uh, this is all your fault, Trevor. I know you're somewhere laughing at me right now, but Travis Kelsey, um, you know, is is obviously the biggest talent and the biggest star at the position. Um, But Mark Andrews is right there. And I think with J.K. Dobbins, um, you know, he's the um – you know, he's a guy who has all the potential in the world. The Ravens drafted him a couple years ago. He, of course, had the knee injury and came back last year and was okay, but he was still kind of slowed by the injury. But, you know, they expect that he can be a superstar. Uh, you have Isaiah Likely, uh, you know, a young tight end behind Andrews that they, they really, really love. So, and yeah, as you talked about it, I mean, Devin Duvernay, who was uh, at times the number one option for the Ravens offense last year, and you know and had some had some games and had some performances that were pretty good. He's now the fifth wide receiver and maybe the sixth or seventh best offensive option on this team, so that just lets you know how much has been put into the um to the Ravens offense and how big of an impact Lamar Jackson finally becoming the face of the franchise and the franchise finally putting as much behind Lamar as Lamar has put into that Ravens organization. Let's
0: look at the man with an M V P he's gone to the playoffs. He was the number one seed one year, literally throwing the number but tight ends running back. In a division, the AFC, probably the toughest division in all of football, all, all the great quarterbacks, all your best quarterbacks are all in the AFC, right? Yeah. All of them, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, the list goes on and on and on, of all the great quarterbacks in the AFC, a, a murderous row of talent. that you had to go through, and all these other quarterbacks had number one wide receivers to throw to, right? They all had like a number one guy to go to with DeAndre Hopkins and you know other guys, right? Oh yeah. And they and he was winning, so throwing to number tight ends and running backs. And at the time Hollywood, I'm good for these two drops a game, bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what all that means to me, Haven, it's the I think we're gonna hear a a lot of this on the on the Ravens offense. It's going to be a lot of Lamar left throwing, Lamar right throwing, Lamar runs up the middle for 30 yards, J.K. Dobbins breaks off a run for 50, here comes Zay Flowers with an unbelievable shake and bake for about 45 yards. It's going to be off to the races. But I tell you what, man, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, taking care of you this morning. Uh, Big X Sports Radio, so glad to be back, and we'll be back on the Big X.
0: Ride the white horse. White horse.
1: Don't ride the white horse. And welcome back. Welcome back into Wake Up 502. Rashawn Martins, Haven Harrington. Haven, are there any white horses in the Derby this year? Do you know? No, 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 no. I I, I have no idea. Do you think I, that's the I, kind of you know is, is that is that the kind yeah. of white horse they talking about, Damon? <laughs> uh, probably not. I'm, I'm
0: partial to all white horses. I, I, I would imagine in the bathroom of Churchill Downs a lot of white horses. But I, I'm not sure uh actually on the curve <laughs> for any
1: white horses. Okay, I was just wondering. as as you can tell, I have a equine theme for the music today, you know, why not? It's 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 derby time, so you know. Thought Man, that'd be I'm good gonna say, I, you yeah. know, it's so sad that we do a sports talk. Well, I'm I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say you, <laughs>
0: but I'm gonna say me that we've been doing this for how long? How many decades almost? We've been on the radio, and we know derby's come up every time of year. Every yeah. year, we know it's coming up. Yes, and I every year I have no idea who's in the derby until I get the church
1: <laughs> Yes,
0: and I look before mother. Like, oh, yeah, okay, they're running. Yeah. I'm gonna bet on this guy. Yeah, but every year, it's it's it, 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 it. I have to do better.
1: Yes, yes, you you I have you, to do better. You're from Kentucky. You should know something about uh, uh, you know the the horses in the Derby, Haven for shame, for shame. But, but, but you know what, but You know what? I, I'm the odd man out. I'm, I'm a
0: born in Kentucky and born in Louisville, Kentucky. I should be, like, a basketball fan, and I'm a football guy. It's true. I shouldn't about horse racing, and I really don't. Like, I don't know about Formula One racing. I do horse racing.
1: It's true. It's true. You are just a completely opposite from everything that, that Kentucky stands for. So, you know, thanks, Hayden. Except Hada. for bourbon. Yeah, Except for Burden. <laughs> You're fully in on that one, huh? Wow. I, I'm very much told <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, hey, we got a ton of texts coming in, uh, so we're going to go ahead and get right to those. If you want to be involved as well, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Or if you do want to give us a call, 502-384-1450, uh, it's Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, but a uh, texter says, good morning, Wake Up 502, main event, the culture. Uh, it says, I have a lot to say, um, but here's a couple. Uh, he says first of all he says I'm done talking about KP on Twitter because of the simple Simon fans and KP still silent. Josh Hurd talked about uh, all sports on Drew Diner and never mentioned Kenny Payne. Um I, I can understand that. That, that. that 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 is a comment that's that that stands on its own and I I think a lot of people are are, are tired of talking, uh, you know, that, that right now um, you know, we haven't uh, gotten deep into it yet, but uh, you know, there's we are still waiting, um, uh, you know, since that big week where Louisville uh, got the commitments of Sky Clark, uh, Trenton Flowers, and um, uh, Evans, Dennis Evans. since then, um, they still have yet to uh, mark the, the board again uh, with any sort of commitment or transfer or anything. Um, since then, and of course, we remember, um, our buddy Nolan Smith, uh, you know, coming out saying he had some big names, uh, that, you know, some big names were coming on the way. He just couldn't really say anything. Um, and you know, since then there's really been nothing. Uh, so, you know, Louisville has gone now, I believe about a month and a half haven, uh, since there had been any movement. And this is kind of
0: the... Well, pump your brakes, pump your brakes, pump your brakes, you're wrong.
1: Okay. I'm sorry. You,
0: you are wrong. So just uh, I'm going to stop and correct you. You're giving Kenny Payne a lot of shade. He doesn't need because he did get that one transfer from Miami. Oh. Well.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> well, you was, uh, somebody, gonna, anybody, anybody, okay, anybody of note, like he fine.
0: No, he yeah. played for the University of Miami. Miami's a great team. I mean, okay,
1: he played. Roy, he, they were a beast. he played like. Ten minutes from Miami, like literal ten minutes, not not average but ten on the minutes team. per game. He he went, but he was on the he team. Was on the team. Uh, so yes, you are correct. Uh, Louisville did did mark the ledger with. I'm trying to find the kid's name, uh, P- Plavovich or I know something like. I know it's not Plavovich and I don't no, Popovich. No Popovich. He coaches the Spurs. <laughs> I know. I didn't say Popovich. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, I thought you did I said Pla- okay. Plavovich. It's, it's, something, it's something like that. Hold on, I'm going to get the young man's name. I'm looking for it, people. Uh, but, yes, uh, they did get the, that kid um, signed on there. So, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll give uh, give them – I don't know if I want to say I want to give them credit for that. A uh, young man that was rated 290th uh, in last year's recruiting class in the 2022 class um, played, I think, 10 minutes. In one game for Miami at the very beginning of the year, got hurt, came back and Larenaga said, yeah, just go ahead and sit out the rest of the year. Um, so, uh, as I've said, I don't really know what that means for you know, how good he is, but a kid that's rated 290th, um, I, I just, when you only had three scholarships left, I just don't know why that would be the direction that we would be going. Um, but, you know that that was the decision that was made by um, Kenny Payne and staff was to, to go that way. So, you know, that that is one that I still don't really know. I just don't know how to take that one, Haven Harrington. I just I don't I don't know. Like I don't know what that that whole thing means. Um, so yeah, that they they did get the the transfer um, from from Miami. So hopefully that that means something good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it, you know,
0: see, here's the problem. is that, you know, you guys just don't understand, like, what what Kenny's trying to do. Okay. And, you know, you guys aren't understanding the roster he's he's putting together. Uh, you know, I, I believe, from, you know, if you look at last year's roster and this year's roster, you know, Kenny believes in, I'm not going to say positionless
1: basketball, uh,
0: but, you know, a, a very uh, wing-heavy Style of play. You see this executed greatly in the NBA. Well, a lot of NBA teams are constructed this way, where they're very wing-heavy uh, teams. You know, as you said so yourself, you know, like you really don't need a center anymore in basketball, right? And, and, and basketball is uh, it's a center's optional. But Kenny has a center, in Evans. You know, he has a, he has a rim protector, a guy that can greatly. Uh, help his defense. He can funnel guys to him. And he can be like, when you're on the paper Kentucky, right? He can be your, your protector, that guy that, intimidates guys in the paint. And he can use your length and your size and, you know, and keep guys, uh, you know, at bay defensively. So, you know, he, he's, he's great to upgrade to defense on the team. Then you have Sky Clark, who was a five-star guy coming out of high school. So, you know, he has, uh, you know, some talent. That I believe that they can add one more guard they they can take the pressure off of Sky Clark, uh, you know. I think can he you know he may he may have something there. I think you can see uh, you know what that what what he's trying to do.
1: So uh, I, I checked my program, heavy. and it was former three star Danilo Janovich is who the young man was six eight forward uh, from parts unknown. <laughs> uh, so yes, Danilo Jovanovic, uh, Jovan, jo, excuse me, Jovanovic. Jovanovic, yeah. So that's who it was. Yeah. So 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 sorry, I forgot. I forgot. You're right.
0: You know. You know. And and last year, you know, uh, during the season, Kenny added a guy that that was going to be. They had a lot of upside. Mm -hmm. That was a raw talent uh, that they need to mold. and it looks like he's doing that again this year with another four, another guy that he can. Yeah, but but, but hey, but first of all, problem. you
1: keep talking about. First of all, stop. First of all, stop. Stop. Stop with the company line. We don't do that crap. on wake up five oh two, and I will not allow you to continue to run your mouth with that baloney and bull crap. So, first of all, <laughs> this is the problem. They're all power forwards, okay? When you say wing, when you when when, when people say wing. Okay, you're usually talking to a guy about a guy who's more of a hybrid 2 3, can play ball handling, but also play attacking from the perimeter uh, to get to the basket and can also defend on the perimeter. Okay, these guys aren't wings. Okay, uh, Jovanovic uh, is not a wing, he's a power forward. Okay, he's a 6 8 power forward, he's a post player um, with not great athleticism, not great feet a guy who's not really going to be able to move, okay? Now, does Kenny want to play these guys as ball handlers and, and people that can be out on the perimeter and on the wing? Yes. But these guys are power forwards. We talked about it with J.J. Trainer. They tried to move J.J. Trainer out on the wing to the three. Did that work? Absolutely not. Tried to do the same thing with Brandon Huntley Hatfield. How'd that work out? Really, really badly. So when you talk about Jovanovic, power forward. You talk about Caleb Glenn power forward you talk about um, you know so, so some of these uh, other guy uh, what's the guy um, um that, that came in uh, middle uh, last year core four power forward you know I mean that that's five power forwards right there they're all power forwards but you know they're trying to be placed into these positions where they have to, to to have ball handling responsibilities and perimeter responsibilities offensively and defensively. You know, if you got five power forwards out of your, you know, uh, 11 scholarship guys right now, I just named half of your roster and their power forwards. And then you have a sixth who is a center uh, in Dennis Evans. Okay, so six of your 11 positions have been... Determined to be power forwards or centers, that leaves five guys left on the court. Sky Clark is one who is is a true combo guard. Okay, Um, that that's one. You have. Uh, the Karan Davis, which everybody has told us that, you know, he can play the point guard and he can play the shooting guard and the wing. Well, he played those at a low level junior college level. Is that, is he good enough to be able to play like that at the ACC level? It's a big step up. It's a big difference in athleticism, speed, uh, coaching, everything. Um, so, that you know, that remains to be seen. But you have that guy who is a wing. I, I'll definitely say that he's a wing. And then you've got Trenton Flowers who's definitely a wing. But, of course, he's insistent that he can be a guard, that, that he can handle the ball, that he played point guard for his team at Combine Academy. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see on that. But, you know, when you when you look at that and you talk about more than half of your roster being true power forwards or centers, Um, you know, and then you of course have Williams, the other freshman out of Michigan, who's a, who's a true wing. So, you know, I, I see three, three true wings. I see six true post players. Um, and you know, that, that leaves you with two guys currently on the roster that are actual guards. Of course, Mike James being a returning guy as well, who, who is a, who is a wing. So, you know, it's it, to me it just seems like, Haven, you know, Kenny Payne has decided that he's going to pretty much put the exact same roster structure together just with different guys, um, more talented guys in a lot of cases, and he's just going to see if different guys trying to do what he did last year will work. Like, a- am I wrong about that? I
0: mean, it, it seems like that's how Kenny wants to construct his team. He wants us to be. A very uh, uh, nba esque, if you will, uh, team, and you know we'll just have to see if he can, you know, if his style of play uh, and what he wants to do can can work in the college game because you know we, we know the college game is a very guards heavy game, right? College basketball is like pretty much all about your guards. Yes, uh, but, but but we'll see if this. NBA esque roster
1: can, can can do it. <laughs> yeah, well, well they have they have NBA size, but I just I just don't know mm-hmm. about the NBA talent. I, I'm very intri- intrigued to see what Trenton Flowers is gonna do. That the young man seems to have everything that you need. Um, to be a very successful guy. Uh, He's risen to pretty much consensus five-star status as the final rankings for the 2023 class have come in. So people have gotten very, very excited. Seems to be considered around the 20th or 18th best prospect overall. Uh, And he just continues to, um, you know, show off his athleticism in videos. And he just got announced that he's going to be a part of Team USA, uh, and in their training camp, as their under-19 team uh, begins to uh, – what they basically do is they go to the U-19 training camp, um, all the best and the brightest young players uh, under 19 years of age, uh, and then they will be, there will be a team of 12 selected. Um, so, you know, Trenton Flowers will have the opportunity to be selected and represent his country overseas uh, with D.J. Wagner and some of the, uh, the, the best prospects uh, in the country. So I'll be interested to see if he can make that team. If he can make that team, Haven, um, that's saying something, uh, you know, because, I mean, uh, Trenton's going to have some very stiff competition out there in Colorado Springs. So, I mean, if he can go out there and earn a spot, that will speak to just how um, talented that young man is. I mean, he seems to be a super, super explosive, uh, super, super um, athletic Kid at six foot eight that can handle and jump and do all those types of things. I saw him. He posted a video of him jumping over four people and dunking the ball windmill style. So, uh, I mean, he's he's got the explosion. I think that was kind of the difference between he and Kamari Lands. Why? Which is why I do think that Trenton Flowers is an upgrade over Kamari Lands. Um, is because Kamari Lands was definitely probably a more um, had a better reputation as a shooter. And kind of having more of that um, that polished offensive game, but uh, Trenton seems to be just a, a flat out better athlete, you know. Um, so I think that does give him an opportunity because we kind of saw Kamar. He had he had an issue getting by his man. He had an issue with aggressiveness and uh, really wanting to use that. He was six eight, but he always seemed to want to, you know default to the fadeaway or the step-back jump shot rather than being aggressive going to the basket. So with a kid like Trenton, I think that you will see uh, a player that's a lot more aggressive going towards the rim, uh, a guy who will accept contact, get to the foul line, those types of things, which I think would was sorely missed by Louisville last year. So I do think that Trenton Flowers will be an upgrade um, you know, the biggest concern for this Louisville basketball team right now, offensively, besides the fact that they do still sorely need another point guard, as you mentioned, or another big time ball handler, um, is that they just don't have that. They're going to have a lot less experience next year than they did last year. OK, you know, you had L. Ellis, who was a fourth year player. You had Sid Curry, who was a fourth year player. You had Jalen Withers, who was a fourth-year player. Um, you know, you had um, a lot of experience on that team. You had a lot of guys that had played at least a lot of college minutes. This Louisville team upcoming this year, J.J. Traynor um, is going to be your elder statesman and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Like, those are going to be your two most experienced guys on the team. And neither, two, neither one of those two guys have ever been confused with, like, leaders of a team, you know? So it's going to be a very young team. It's going to be a team that's going to be searching for leadership. It's going to be a team that's going to be um, very, very, I think, green. So, you know, not only is Kenny going to be trying to put together this system and trying to put together what he wants to do, but he's going to be doing it with a bunch of very young cats. So, um, you know, how, how do you think that that's going to make a big difference when you talk about that experience of having so many veterans versus this year when you're going to be so young? You know, I, I,
0: I think usually, you know, during a regular season, you know, you, you can kind of get through with some inexperience. Inexperience, especially on talented teams, just really kind of shows once you get to the tournament and some of the older teams start kind of picking on it.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, had all uh, old teams in the yeah, Final Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that's when
0: experience really, really comes into play, but I think like during the regular season and possibly when you get to ACC tournament, uh, they should be okay with their inexperience. Because there have enough guys on the team who's been there before, who's been here a couple of years, that could hopefully, you know, stay the ship for them. Like, Uh You have Hunley Hatfield, who's been in multiple programs. <laughs> so he's been around. J.J. J. Trina's been here for a long time. Yeah, Mike James uh, has,
1: has got two years. You know, yeah, he, he he didn't play that first year, but he was still on the on the team.
0: Yeah. So you know you have guys with experience who've been in the program for a while. So you have you have you have a little balance there. Maybe they're not as experienced as they were in years past, but they they have some experience at least. And Now they have an upgraded talent. Now it's just see if we can coach them up if they can fit in the Kenny Payne system. And, you know, and see what type of improvement we can see. I and mean, I think the team will be better. I think they'll win more than four games. Uh, but we'll have to see how many more than four games we're talking about. You know, if, if there's going to be a tournament team or not, you know, we'll just, uh, we'll just have to see.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to uh, wait and see and find out what happens, uh, you know, with all of that. I do uh, just as an, an update, of course, everybody is still keeping their eye on the, the three key targets for the University of Louisville that, that people are looking at. Uh, Trey White uh, transferred from USC. Um, uh, it seems like uh, Trey might be leaning in other directions right now. Um, you know, at first it was thought that Louisville might be able to go ahead and get that done. Uh, Quickly. Um, That's kind of up in the air right now. Of course, also you have McKenzie Mbaco, uh, the uh, Duke previous commit. Um, You know, he's announced that he is making official visits. Um, He just finished an official visit with uh, Kansas. Uh, Kansas made it a big time push to get him to commit. He did not commit. Um, but uh, is still heavily considering Kansas, but he is currently uh, on an official visit with Indiana. So he's up there in Bloomington, I'm sure, having the time of his life in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, But he's checking out IU. um, And then the conversation is that he's uh, supposed to have an official visit, his final official visit to the University of Louisville sometime next week. Um, So, you know, there's questions about whether he will get to that. Andrew Slater, one of the college basketball insiders, have said he um, would be surprised if he makes it to the Louisville visit and and he makes a commitment before then. Um, That would not bode well for Louisville's chances if that happened. Um, So, Louisville fans, you're kind of just waiting on that one. But a guy who will be making his decision, it sounds like soon, is R.J. Luis, um, uh, the, the transfer from UMass. Uh, you know, it was thought that he may actually commit to Louisville last week, um, and that did not happen. Um, but R.J. Lewis uh, sent a tweet out um, and advised Adam Zagoria, uh, another basketball guy up in New York, uh, advised him that he will be making his commitment tomorrow on Sunday. Um, I-, I did indirectly ask uh, Nolan Smith, uh, what he thought about the chances that Louisville might be happy with news on Sunday, and he he didn't say anything specifically because he can't talk about specific recruits, but he did smile uh, <laughs> and said blessings, brother, blessings. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, hopefully that 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 bodes well for Louisville. I, I think that that we are gonna you know wait and see. There's some stiff competition because guess who wants him, Haven? Yeah, guess who who's who's pushing hard for for that R.J. Lewis commitment. Who's that? That would be one, Richard Patino. Rick Patino, the new kid coach at St. John's, um, made a big push uh, for RJ Luis. RJ Luis did go and officially visit St. John's after leaving his official visit at the University of Louisville. Um, so uh, Rick Patino and company want him. Uh, you know, they're pushing hard for him. So this is kind of the first showdown between Louisville and. Uh, and Rick Pitino, the, you know, the, of course, the former Louisville head coach and national championship head coach at the University of Louisville. So this is kind of the first one, head-to-head, KP versus Ricky P. Like, I, I mean, that, that's kind of huge, isn't it?
0: You know what? I got faith in KP to get it done.
1: Okay. All right. I, I like
0: it. I mean, I'm I'm
1: very hey, look, interested.
0: That- I'm, I would say like this, one, I got faith in KP to get it done. But two, most importantly, I got faith in our NIO department because we got more money than St. John's to get it done. I How about
1: that? Hey, there's a big money dude with St. said that said, look, Rick Pitino will never lose a player over money. I can't remember the guy's name, some big New York lawyer or, you know, some money manager, some dude up there. You know Rick got connections everywhere. It's probably somebody in the mob. He's like, yo, forget about it. <laughs> so I don't know. Rick, Rick said he's coming in, guns a blazing, bro. He even had Nikes on, and you know, Rick don't never wear Nikes. <laughs> Rick, Rick's trying to come back like the Empire Strikes Back. You know, it was May the Fourth this week, it was his Star Wars day. So <laughs> Rick's trying. I mean, yeah, that man's trying to come back. You know, like Darth Vader. So I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm nervous about it. Like I, I mean, I. I I, you know, every, all the signs said that, that RJ Lewis was really loving Louisville, um, you know, and that he was really feeling Louisville and Louisville of course needs him. Um, he, he would be a true guard. Um, he's a guy that has a lot of uh, talent. Um, he's a young guy still has three years of basketball left in front of him. Of course, that really doesn't mean anything in States college basketball, but um, he's a young guy has a lot of talent. He has a lot of potential. He can shoot the ball. Um, he would be a huge gift for Louisville. Um, so, you know, you don't want to lose this one to Rick, Haven Harrington. You, you, you just don't, like, if you lose it, like, it's bad enough to lose. It's kind of like the whole DJ Wagner thing. If Kenny Payne, you know, all the hype around DJ Wagner to Louisville, um, you know, was a thing. And if DJ Wagner would have, I don't know, committed to Ohio State or went to Memphis or something, it just doesn't hurt as much as losing them to U.K., you know. And I think it's the same thing with R.J. R. Luis. If R.J. Luis would have said, I'm committing to USC, you know, that's just like, okay, well, Louisville lost, lost him to another guy. But if you lose him to Rick, that hurts. Like that, that, just that stings a little bit. So, uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. RJ Luis apparently is going to make his decision tomorrow, so make sure you stay tuned to that. But I tell you what, we are at the top of the hour, Haven Harrington. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take this top of the hour break. You are listening to Wake Up 502 Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, 96.1 FM and 1450, uh, the Big X, and we'll be back. If you want to ride, don't ride
0: the white horse. No. White horse
2: White horse Don't ride the white horse
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse To the old town road I'm gonna I can't no more, I'm gonna take my horse to the hotel room, I'm gonna Gio. ride till I can't no more I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached, and it's mad matted black, got the boots, black and match Riding on a horse, you can whip your horse. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch nah, Can't nobody feel me nothing Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, our number two, Big X Sports Radio. This is Wake Up Five O Two. This is your boy Rashawn Myers taking care of you this morning. A uh, little, you know, I, it's, I like you know. I'm, I'm finding some good horse songs. I, I, I like the horse song selections. Haven. Hey, what you what, what, think about little Lil Nas X? I miss. We need to up the Mr. Ed theme song. After. Mr. Ed theme song. You know, like. <laughs> You know, like, that that will alienate about 85% of the listening audience that would have any clue who or what in the world is a Mr. Ed. You do, you do realize this, yes? <laughs> uh, I've never seen an episode of Mr. Ed. I don't even know what the theme
0: song sounds like. I just know there was a show about what? Mr. Ed you don't
1: people. know the Mr. Ed like, theme song? Now you're making me sound old. I know every word of the Mr. Ed theme song. You are old. I've
0: never heard Mr. <laughs> really?
1: <like> at all. <laughs> yeah. And I'm up here talking about you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, you know what? Uh, hey, I might, we might have to do that. that that's hilarious. Just... <laughs> Now that you've put it in my head, I cannot unsee it, Haven Harris. So we might have to get, do that. But uh, we are back. Hour number two, uh, Big Exports Radio Wake Up 502. I uh, still have a ton of texts to get to. Uh, keep sending them in, 502-414-1450. Uh, texter says, um, Lamar should be at the Derby this year and call the Riders up. Well, uh, well, there is a quarterback that's going to be calling riders up at the Derby this year, but it's not going to be Lamar. It's uh, going to be, um, of course, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to be calling the riders up, um, you know, which is, you know, I, I can definitely understand that when getting done. Maybe Lamar can do, you know, it's a big one next year, uh, Derby one fifty. There's, a, they're already getting prepared for that one, so maybe Lamar can do the Derby one fifty riders. Uh, what do you think about that, hey? I th- yeah, yeah, I think I think that'll be a good one. Yeah. You buy some trophy winners. I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be a nice one. Uh, the texter says Jeff Brom is out here getting players. Yeah, Jeff Brom. Hey, let me tell you something about about Jeffrey Brom right now. Yeah, that that man right now is is walking around with a wallet that says Bad Mofo on it because he continues to just absolutely uh, destroy it uh, in the uh, transfer portal. Um, just got uh, Marcus Washington Jr. Uh, defensive back from national champion Georgia uh, to commit to him. Um, just an amazing, amazing, uh, you know, n- transfer addition. Uh, in Marcus Washington, the defensive backfield. I mean, some of the transfers he's got, when you talk about Marcus Groves Killebrew came over from uh, Texas Tech. Uh, we have Devin Neal who came over from Baylor. Uh, you have Marcus Washington who came over from Georgia, uh, you know, and they've added uh, several others as well. Uh, I, I mean, this, this Louisville football uh, class uh I mean it's just it's just unbelievable the transfers to just continue to come in and be a part of this program, Haven. I mean it's it's unbelievable.
0: Well, I mean he's just adding talent on top of talent on top of talent. I mean it's crazy. And it. he and he's addressing like all the needs that we had identified during spring balls. Like we need some more depth at the offensive line. Done. Okay, we got that. We need some more depth at in the secondary. Boom! Went out there and got it. We need maybe need linebacker or two. Boom! Boom. Went out there and got it. No, he's not just getting dudes. He's getting like super high level yes.
1: guys. Yes, I mean, and this is just an example of what we're talking about. This is just since the spring. Willie Tyler, uh, big time six seven three hundred thirty pound offensive lineman from Rutgers. One of the best offensive linemen in the in the portal. Comes there from Rutgers to Louisville. Eric Miller, 6'7", 305-pound offensive tackle from Purdue. uh, Comes over there, follows uh, uh, Jeff Brom, three-year starter at Purdue. Comes to Louisville, maybe the top offensive tackle uh, in in the portal. Uh, You know, we talked about Marcus Washington, but then you talk about Storm Duck. Uh, One of the best. He was an all ACC performer at North Carolina, Uh, then uh, makes the transfer to to Penn State before now ending up at Louisville. Cameron Kelly, another transfer, a safety uh, from Virginia, transfers to Louisville. Keith Brown, linebacker, um, you know, former four star linebacker, transfers from Oregon to Louisville. When you hear all those names, Oregon, Virginia, Penn State, uh, Purdue, Georgia. Uh, you know, I mean, you're talking about power five transfers. You're talking about guys that were already considered and played at the highest levels of basketball and Louisville's grab our uh, highest levels of football uh, now coming into Louisville. I mean, Jeff Brom has absolutely just given an infusion of talent uh, to this roster. Um, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. Is this the most talented team that Jeff Brom has, has ever been a part of? Haven? Or will it be when he you know, when they finally hit the field?
0: Uh possibly. The only thing that, the only team that may be more talented is that two thousand six Orange Bowl team. He was here on the staff as assistant offensive coordinator. Uh or as offensive coordinator, excuse me, uh of that team. That may be that maybe Because you know, the team is hit to play, so you know, we'll see how good they all once they hit the field. But as far as like teams have been a part of, hit the That 2006 Orange Bowl team maybe the most talented team he's he you know he's had a chance to be a part of. But on paper, I mean, this may rival it.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, as far as at least, yeah, I mean, th- absolutely that that 2006 team. And, and and when I say a part of, I guess I should have said the most talented team that he has coached a- as a head coach. Okay. Um, but, yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, oh, I
0: – Yeah, I, that's what By far, this is the most talented team he's ever coached, and it's not even close.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, – I think that there's no doubt about the fact that this is going to be with the um, – just the amassing of talent that Jeff Brom has done. Uh, this is going to be a very – this team has the opportunity to be very special. They, they said that um, – I think it was um, – DraftKings, Draft DraftKings draft are, are one of the um, sports betting sites. Just put out the over unders for college football, uh, and they put the over under for U of at seven and a half um, wins for next year. If I'm not a betting man, but if I was a betting man, man, I would jump all over seven and a half for Louisville. I would, you know, that's one of those. I'm not a better, but I'm putting my house on that one. <laughs> you know, you know, go ahead and and, and reach into the into the uh, into the coffers and if you can get to the Louisville seven and a half, you need to put whatever you can on that one. Because Louisville, I think, minimum is the the the, the basement floor is eight wins for this team. Um, with, when you look at the schedule, you look at the, where the games are being played. I think there's no doubt about that, but Haven, hey, we go, we got a, a our buddy, uh, and, and partner in crime is on the line with this. Jay has Jay has, how you doing this morning, brother? Jay you on there with us. They put back his sleep. <laughs> well, you know, Jay, Jay got that that cricket phone, so sometimes it the cricket. That's her, that's her, hello. Oh, there he goes. I, I was I was worried about you. I, I was about you was about to get the, uh, the 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 dump button. The little clown with the with the hook was gonna come. I know. I know what the I know what the dump button is. You you need it. All right, well, uh, you know. I got I got
2: the cricket phone. <laughs> hey, you lucky boy! You look up on this radio, boy. I'm giving <laughs> you. Wow, well, I mean, ladies you know. The,
1: go 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 ahead, Jay. Ladies
2: and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Come On Sports Show. Thank you. 1450 We are here live here in Louisville, Kentucky, Indiana as well, too. Thanks for joining us this morning. We got Rashawn Myers-Haven, two of the baddest guys in sports. And uh, today, I just want to say one thing. I had a real terrific time last night. Yes, sir. And uh, I I'm sorry that you was on the uh, injured reserve, Rashad. You couldn't get out like you normally do. I mean, I missed that out of you last night.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was had a, sometimes you gotta play injured, Jay. So, you know, I was out there trying to trying to give him my best.
2: I know, man. And, and Haven Hazard, man, I really appreciate you and the, uh, the first lady, what y'all done. You
0: know, I do what I can, Jerry. <laughs> I do what I can. i all I wanna say is this.
2: You're great right,
0: hey. the million and the millions of our fans from yeah, around man. the world who tuned in last time. when We went live from
2: First Man, that was, was hilarious.
0: You missed a great one.
2: You missed hey, the hey, we we a great one. Hey we're, hey! let me ask y'all this real quick and I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna jump off here. Man, listen, they keep talking about the barn stable am Bridal Eve and all that stuff, da 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 da. Man, they gotta give
1: the Phillies and Stallions some credit, man. Oh, the, that, that's where it's at. The Phillies and Stallions is is the 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 most un you know. That's like the unknown elite gala. Like you can't even get, find out where it is. Like we're not even allowed to t- tell folks where we were. Uh, that's what know, they told me. You know, it's like it's it's one of those you can't even talk about it. It's like you have to know somebody who knows somebody, and they give you a little card with an address on it if 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 they exactly. feel you you know you the man then you can get in there. And, then you know, we've had the lucky opportunity to be a part of what the Phillies and Stalins have been doing for, uh, you know, years. Uh, so definitely uh-huh. appreciate those guys. And they put on a party unlike anybody. Um so, so, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. It's always uh, everybody's dressed to the nines. Uh, you know, like, you know, so many stars coming through and everybody's partying having a good time. You know, we talked about Aaron Rodgers and the crew coming through, uh, you know, Randall Cobb and and all those guys. I mean, it just it's it's amazing. Uh just to see You know the best
2: you know, you know the best interview I did with anything I've done to do the game was Red Carpet, man.
1: You know what it is with Who, and Who's that at? Uh Jay.
2: Jerry, Jerry Mathis. Okay. The Bees. <laughs> I mean, of all the interviews I've done, man, he's probably the best one I've done, man. And Heather French Henry.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh my God. It was just amazing. Just beautiful. I mean, she was so beautiful, beautiful spirit. I mean, just beautiful all the way around. Just, she said, oh, you just so, you know, just like, I mean, we're good friends. We had a French Henry. But, uh, Rashawn, hey, I'm just going to say this little sport thing real quick. We had a chance to, to hang out with, with Michael Gilchrist, former UK, former Charlotte Hornet, yes. and uh, some of the NBA players, college kids there. G- Rashawn had an opportunity to talk to Nolan and Milt Wagner about what do you expect about Kenny Payne's team from 23 to 24? and I didn't really hear a lot of it, but I could say that Rashawn was giggling and stuff must be some good news, but he didn't really let know what was happening. Yeah. I still don't think that you recruited a couple of five stars or whatever, McDonald's Americans. You still have to coach they they still have to be coachable, Rashad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that that's going to be the whole thing. They're going to be young, you know. They got but they got to be coachable and they got to pick stuff up quickly. So, uh, you know, N- Nolan definitely seems like the coaching staff. Um, is still believes in their vision. They they believe in their direction, and they said that they absolutely okay. believe that they can still make everything happen that they expect to happen at the University of Louisville when they took the job over. So, uh, there's no wavering in uh, terms of confidence. Nolan's a very confident young man. So. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, we are gonna find out. Plus he he said that he thinks that that Louisville's gonna get some good news tomorrow. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, RJ oh, Luis is gonna be making his commitment. Oh wow. Well we'll see,
2: Rashawn Hayden. We'll man. see. Hey, you know
1: got go? you know KP's going head to head with Rick Petino for this for this <laughs> commitment for this kid on Sunday, Jay. So Yeah, yeah. Ooh that's scary. Hey,
2: um what what is, uh, you, you, are you guys protecting in the uh, proceed of the Kentucky Derby today?
1: Well, you know, I mean, there, there, there's there's a lot going on, so you know, if, uh, the, of course, we're gonna be somewhere uh, out and about, you know. So so we'll, we'll find out what happens, man. Are uh, you go you go you gonna be out there today? You gonna be out there throwing out your, your exactors and trifectors and, and. Well, well, you
2: know, I have to, I have to go <laughs> do an I have to do an event
1: tonight. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, you you. Well, I don't you go down,
2: down yeah,
1: I gotta get some rest. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be busy. So I have, I have no doubts. Well, Jay, I tell you what, man, I, I appreciate everything. It was another amazing evening, uh, Friday night. Nobody does it like main event and wake up five oh two yeah. does. That's all I know. Ain't
2: nothing like a main event party, and don't stop and don't rock. Hey, Rashad, man, it's always a pleasure, brother.
1: Jay, I appreciate it, brother. Have a good one, doc. Yes, sir. There we go. See Jay has checking in this morning. Hey, you know, it's always one of those good things after you have an amazing, wild, crazy night. Is like when everybody gets to check in and you know everybody's good. <laughs> so we got Haven Harrington on the line, even though Haven is, I, I think Haven's fading into the uh, Bolivian, as as Mike Tyson likes to say it. Uh, you know, but we got we checked on Haven. Haven is good, and and Jay's good. So no, not, now that I know my my, my fellas are are all together, uh, you know, we're, we're good to go. Well, Haven, I, I, I will ask you something that will get you uh, nice and perked up. Uh, I do want to know because uh, a texter actually asked it, so uh, I'm going to ask you. Uh, texter said, uh, I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. Uh, he said, and when <laughs> they picked Will Levis, I'm not a Titan fan anymore, so now I'm a free agent. Like, I personally think that Will Levis – being selected by the Tennessee Titans, I feel like that's darn near a perfect spot for him. Like, like, well, what do you think about the, the Will Levis to, to the Titans? I mean, Will has a strong arm. He just didn't
0: interview well. There's, there's talent that can take the pressure off the Will, But the thing is, like, that offensive Titans plays is so similar to what Kentucky does,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's why but it's got to be perfect. what
0: but everything's based on the run. Everything's based on play-action pass. So, like, this is, like, right in his wheelhouse. So, I, I think they would do pretty well. Plus, there's not that pressure for him as, like, if it was a first-round pick to be the man immediately. Like, he can, you know, kind of ease his way kind of in there and, and play and learn.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and you got King Henry, so, you know, it's going to be all about the Henry left, Henry right, Henry up the middle, so it's not going to be about Will Levis. If he, he, you know, let's say the Indianapolis Colts, you know, would have taken Will Levis instead of uh, Anthony Richardson. You know, then you're in the spotlight because you're in a team or with the team that kind of puts everything around the quarterback, and you're going to be expected front and center to be able to perform. That's a much more difficult spot. Like I think that, uh, you know, Andy Richardson's in a, in a much more difficult position, even though uh, you know Taylor's a really nice running back up there in Indianapolis. I feel like that's a way more difficult spot. For Richardson than Will Levis is with you know Tennessee. Plus the fact that you have uh, you know a, a a quarterback that's okay down there at Tennessee already. Um, I don't think he's going to necessarily have to come in and play immediately. Facts. You know, I, complete facts. I, he can kind of he can kind of ease his way in. What did you think about the uh, the Texans going out there drafting C.J. Stroud with the second pick? Then trading back up, getting the third pick and taking Will Anderson, uh, you know, what most people thought was the best player in the draft, uh, the linebacker edge out of Alabama with the third pick. Did you like that? Like the fact that they they kind of, you know, traded away a lot of draft capital, but they they get the quarterback they wanted, the second best quarterback in the draft. Then they get the best defensive player in the draft. Did, did you like that move? I mean, for a team that seemed like that, you think they, they, they need a lot of, of – you know, they, they need, a, need a lot of players. But did you like the fact that they kind of went out there and just got their offensive face and defensive face of the franchise?
2: I mean,
0: that's a bold move. And honestly, yeah, I like it. I like I like the fact you went out there and got the best defensive player you can. You ain't got the best offensive player you can. You're going to have to quarterback on this rookie deal. So that at least gives you three to four years to start getting pieces around them. So, yeah, I I think that's a good move because, you know, yeah, you know, it may not pay complete dividends in the immediate next season, but then through free agency after that and then through the draft again, then you can start adding more guys to the team, right? You can start building around them. So it may not be an immediate this year fix where they're going to see, like, tons of wins because of it. But I think for the long-term health of the franchise, that was a smart move. Yeah. But you get your quarterback. Like you get the trigger man. You get the guy you want. Boom. He's squared away. You got your defensive guy taken care of. Boom. He's squared away. Now you can spend the next literally one or two years building around him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was a bold move. Um, and especially giving up, I, you know, they had to give up several picks and and, and some things. But I, 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 I liked it. You know, I mean, they had a second pick coming up at pick 11. So to move up from 11 to three, I think it cost them, you know, like a second rounder and like a fifth rounder uh, and maybe like something in 2024. But to be able to go out there and get, you know, Will Anderson, who everybody said, you know, that's a dude who's going to be a 10 to 12 year pro bowler uh, and has the possibility and potential of being a defensive player of the year one year. You know, I mean, you can't, ignore that. Uh, so when you can go out there and get your quarterback and the guy that you want and then also be able to get a guy who's going to be the leader of your defense. It's kind of hard to pass that opportunity up. So I, I mean, I commend the, the Texans for doing it. D'Amico Ryan's the new cor- uh, co- coach down there uh, with the Texans. Uh, he's gonna—he's getting off to a to a big start. I know you always killing the Texans. You you think the Texans hate black people? <laughs> you 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 think the Texans hate black people? But I think the Texans did a good job, Haven. So can you at least give them credit for one? Can they get credit for what they did on draft day? Oh,
0: you know what? I I'll, I'll give the Texans all the credit in the world for <laughs> for doing the get you on know, draft day. Now, do I still think the owner's racist? Why? yes yeah.
1: I do. <laughs> yeah, i don't know. We saw Jerry we saw that Jerry Jones picture and you a Cowboys fan and you know what Jerry Jones was doing in that picture back in the day. Hey, you know what I was the first person to tell you that Jerry? Jones <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the, miss the NFL, so you know, uh, yeah, th- th- those owners there. Just, just That's saying. all you got to say. <laughs> that's all you got to say. Those owners there. You know, Jerry Jones was not that takes like drove trying to get to
0: school. He was like, no. <laughs> I had a lot of choice words.
1: Yeah, he's like, hey, can I help you, little girl? I don't think that's what came out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't, I don't think I care your books. Was what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all.
1: No, no, sir. Uh, Texted Kevin, contacts text and says, "Myers, stick to football." He said, "I get I, maybe he says meant stick to basketball." He says, "Stick to little football." Levis is garbage. I mean, I mean, look. First of all, I never thought that Will Levis was a first round pick. I said as much he didn't go in the first round like that sucked for him that like he like literally talked about his biggest fear was being the guy stuck in the green room that the camera keeps panning to and he's there for like super long time like he literally said that like i don't know if it was last year or earlier this year that, that like that was his biggest fear was being that guy he <laughs> was, was literally that guy you know so i mean that okay. sucked for him
0: hey, But you you could tell it's arousing on. He's got madder and madder.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, they said that when he interviewed, he was real cocky. And he was kind of overconfident. And and that's kind of been some of the scuttlebutt that I've heard was that he was, in interviews, he was just kind of a jackwad. And just acted like he was, like, literally... Um, you know, remember the dude from uh from the replacements, the jerk quarterback who uh, took over that was there before uh Falco came in and the replacements came in. Remember that dude, the the guy who was like the jerk quarterback? You remember him? The, yeah. From the movie. They said that's kind of who Will Levis acted like. <laughs> you know, just kind of the jerk, I'm the man. Who do you think, you know? Like and that's kind of the way Will Levis attacked his his interviews apparently, and that just rubbed a lot of NFL people the wrong way. So, yeah, uh, that 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 kind of – I think they kind of let him sit and stick his nose in it <laughs> for his interview skills. And plus, on top of the fact, the man puts mayonnaise in co- coffee. I will never, ever say that that is okay. You know, you should have dropped another round just because you put mayonnaise in your coffee. Like, that's just disgusting.
0: More, or, or more importantly, he didn't have like a 200-yard passing game. Against SD competition, I think it's stuff like once last year.
1: Wow! And Hendon Hooker
0: had, I mean, it, it looked like their stats. Hendon Hooker for Tennessee had did much much better against SEC competition statistically
1: than what Will Levis did. Um,
0: you know, but but you know, but but they're both second round quarterbacks, so so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, I tell you what, man. We're going to go ahead, take this last little break, Haven Harrington. I'm going to to dis- dismiss you. I appreciate uh, all your help. I know you are wore out. Get you some rest, brother. I will take us home this last 30 minutes. But I appreciate you, man. Thank you for uh, everything you did. I'm, I'm glad you had a great time last night. I
0: had a great time, Krippy Lou, and uh, I will see you at
1: the dam. All right, brother. I- I'll see you then. There we go. Haven Harrington out of there. Well, this is Rashawn Myers. This is Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio. We got one more segment upcoming. Uh, we'll be back on the Big X, and uh, keep it tuned in. Riding on a tractor, lean all in my butt. Cheated on my You can go in the My life is a movie, but riding... Boy hat from Gucci, wrangle on my booty. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell
2: me nothing. Can't nobody tell me Hello, I am Mr. Red.
1: A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course. That is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. Go right to the source and ask the horse. He'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's always on a steady course. Talk to Mr. Ed. Oh, gosh. Wow. Thank you, Haven. Thank you so much for that. So for those who don't know, there you have now heard it. That is the theme song to Mr. Ed mr ed the talking horse so if you ever wondered what what the mr ed theme song sound like i'm sure you waited for it and now you've heard it so you're welcome (laughs) welcome back to wake up 502 uh this is your boy Rashawn myers haven harrington uh is going to pass out now i'm sure uh the the uh last night's festivities were a bit too much for for hey poor haven so uh He needs to get some rest before uh, getting out there uh, to the track for today's festivities, Derby 149, and the greatness that is everything that is a part of the Kentucky Derby. So uh, uh, just an awesome, awesome night last night, Um, an amazing time getting all the great interviews done. As I said, I will be putting out Several of those videos. So make sure you continue to, to, to lock in uh, to uh, my Twitter page that is at Rashan, that is R A A. S-H-A-A-N, uh, where I will put plenty of those uh, out there, uh, put plenty of those uh, those videos, uh, and you know, just put them out there for, for your consumption, uh, just to uh, check them out, kind of get the sound and the feel uh, of the Derby. It's a, it's a little different opportunity to talk to folks. Like I said, yeah, all you people out there that think that I'm just going to go out there and just murder uh, <laughs> um, poor Nolan Smith, uh, you know, d- during a, a party event, that's not going to happen, man. It's like, like, look, at the end of the day, there's a time for, um, you know, aggressive business discussions. And then there's a time for partying, having fun, being lighthearted, and, and just kind of talking and chopping it up. And that's definitely the um, what happens out at these events. So no, I'm not going to go out there and you know, yell at uh, Nolan Smith about guards and all that stuff. We, we got plenty of time for that. I, there's plenty of time for, um, you know, discussion of the team. Once the team is finalized, The you know, the coaches are still trying to put that together. Um, They're still, of course, as we talked about, a couple of scholarships out there. Um, so we'll have to see if they can get R.J. Luis to be a part of this deal. I think that's huge. Um, if they can get McKenzie and Baco on campus, I also think that is even bigger. Um, so if you can end off with an R.J. Lewis and a McKenzie and Baco, now you have a different conversation. Now Louisville might have uh, the ability to, to, to do some things, um, you know, and really have an opportunity uh, to push for that. You know, what I've said, my expectations. I know Ethan Moore has been very, very consistent. Uh, you know, of Louisville sports live, Ethan has said, you know what, I, you know, it's, it's tournament or bust Uh, second year was the expectation was tournament. I totally agree with him. I will say though, I think that if Louisville is, is on the bubble and you know, they're in that first four in last four out conversation and, and position, and then, you know, they missed it on a last four out type of situation. You know, while I would not be happy with that, that's something to where you've shown enough progress to where I think a third year would be warranted. Um, You know, so that would be the only scenario where I would be okay with Kenny Payne missing the tournament in his second year after what happened last year. Um, But I've been consistent in that messaging, and that's content, you know, that's where I'm at with that. Um, So, you know, like I said, you get a McKenzie Mbaco, you get a R.J. Luis, and then you com- you pair those guys with the Trenton Flowers and-, and a Sky Clark. If that's four of your five starters, and then you can put a Brandon Huntley Hatfield um, in there or-, or Dennis Evans, whichever direction you want to go. If those are your four guys, um, I think Louisville has an opportunity to be very talented, to be very multi-dimensional. Um, they would still be. Um, shorthanded in terms of your, your true point guards because your only true lead guard or, and even I don't know if Sky is a true lead uh, or not. I have to see more of him um, to find out if he's more of a combo or a true one. Um, but, you know, you're still only going to have one primary ball handler with if that's the case. Um, but, you know, th- then I think you're leaning more on a Hersey Miller Uh, to be a part of it. I know there's been some scuttlebutt that there's a possibility that Fabio has pulled his name from the uh, transfer portal and there's a possibility he could be back. Um, That would greatly help. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't necessarily um, like the Fabio edition, and Fabio definitely and clearly was not um, ready to play college basketball last year. He was so small. He was so frail. He needed a lot of um, weight training and just needed a lot of uh, experience and uh, time to be able to play at this level but uh, you know when you talk about ball handling if Louisville does, does not have any other ball handlers that come in I mean he could literally be the second best you know point guard option uh, on this team so you know Louisville's got a lot of things to, to figure out but you know like I said when, when you're out there and you're having those fun at the parties this is a, it's, it's a fun atmosphere like nobody's frowning nobody's going out there just like I'm gonna hit you with some some tough questions that's not you know those guys aren't folks aren't coming out for that they're, they're not going out there and getting in front of the cameras and smiling for that this is not a a um, basketball setting okay it's a party setting so you know just just understand the, the setting behind it understand the you know the, the purpose and the means and the reason why we're out there and you know everybody has fun this basketball is a passion of mine but um, understand that it it's definitely has its place, uh, and, and these are still people, Nolan and, and Kenny and, and all the rest of those folks. I, I love and appreciate each and every one of those guys. Milt, um, it was good to see him last night. Um, you know, he's a good friend of, of Main Event Sports Show. So, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, these are, these are my people. These are my boys first. Um, before they are people that I discuss uh, when I talk about Louisville basketball, athletics, any anything. Um, and it's just always great to be able to break bread and laugh and, and have fun with those folks and, and all these great events. If you have not had the opportunity to get out there and do uh, and attend any of, uh, any of these events or if you just never really thought about it, definitely do yourself a favor. Get out there. Come out to an unbridled Eve. Um, you know, put yourself on the – the, uh, the, the the list to possibly be selected. And literally, to get into the Phillies and Stallions Gala, you know, you go to their website, um, you submit a request, and then they make a determination on if you'll even be able to have the opportunity to buy tickets for it. Uh, it's that exclusive. Um, so, you know, go, go out there, check that out, check out one of the other um, great galas. Uh, of course, we were a part of the Silks of the Bluegrass um, as well earlier in the Derby season. So, you know, I mean, it's just a great time for all. It's a lot of fun to be had. Um, So, you know, just make sure that that you get out there and be a part of it. I I tell you what, man, I definitely want to get back to discussing, before I get off this NFL uh, kick and talk about these NBA playoffs and what I've seen um, over the first couple of rounds, um, how on earth do we continue to allow the Philadelphia Eagles um, to go out there and get all of these great players, especially all these Georgia Bulldogs. Like, literally the Philadelphia Eagles are trying to rebuild the Georgia defense from the National Championship 2021 team. Like, they go out there, Jalen Carter falls right into their laps. They draft Jalen Carter, a guy who everybody thought was the best player in the draft and the number one pick and all this and that. Uh, but because of all the situations with the scandal, with the with the uh, car accident that uh, killed a player and, and one of the staff or uh, trainers, <clears throat> um, grad assistant, excuse me, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> they falls to to the to the Eagles that they they're able to go out there and get him. Uh, then they go out there uh, that they, they draft the the, the linebacker uh, in the second round. They they, they get get him. Uh, You know, they already have uh, Davis and, and, you know, a couple of those guys on there. They go out there, they get DeAndre Swift, the uh, former Georgia running back, uh, from the uh, Lions, grab him in a trade. Like, literally, they are trying to put together the the Georgia Bulldogs. So, (laughs) I mean, hey, it's working for them. The Eagles are good. And that, that defense got a lot better and a lot nastier. And, you know, the running game was something where they needed some help. And now they go out there and they get a super talented young running back that just happens to be a Georgia Bulldog. So, you know, at least Louisville got in on the act. They got Marcus Washington. So, you know, everybody else wants to take Georgia players. So, you know, Louisville at least got in on the act. Marcus Washington Jr. coming over as a playmaking DB for Louisville for uh, the next two or three years. Uh, so they, you know, that's, that's exciting. So, you know, at least Louisville's getting in on it, but I, I did want to mention that, you know, before getting, uh, into, uh, the NBA playoffs. And I, I tell you what, man, uh, the Lakers took out, uh, you know, they, they went ahead and, and they took out the poor Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> and then Memphis immediately. What did y'all think about that? Like, the simple fact that as soon as the Memphis Grizzlies lose to the Lakers, they'd come out and and there's a report that says they're not going to bring back Dylan Brooks by any means or there is no way in which Dylan Brooks is going to be a part of that. Like, I just thought that was unnecessary. Like, just that whole situation. Because, like, when you do that, it feels like you're trying to go out there and say it was all... Dylan's Brooks fault that you lost. No, you lost because you didn't have your two centers. Um, you know, when you don't have Steven Adams, when you don't have Brandon Clark, uh, Brandon Clark, you know, and Steven Adams, two of the better defensive centers in, in the NBA. Um, it greatly diminishes your your chances when you have LeBron and you have A.D. going crazy. If you have those two, I think they have a much better opportunity to kind of corral A.D. I think that they're a lot stronger on the defensive backboards, and I think that the Grizzlies ultimately would have won that series. Uh, but without those guys, uh, it just didn't help that Dylan Brooks is out there running his mouth. And, and you know, D- Dylan Brooks has definitely always been a person who has let his mouth outrun his talent. And that's kind of the difference between he and Draymond Green. While I am not the biggest fan of Draymond Green, Draymond Green is twice the player, maybe three times the player that Dylan Brooks is. I, I've always been a guy who Dylan Brooks, he's not a starter in the NBA. Um, and and I don't know if he's good enough to be a specialist defensive guy uh, on the bench for all of the, 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 as much as he runs his mouth. Like, it's one of those things where go out there, do your job, be physical, be tough, be Pat Bev. You know, say, like, like if you can be as good as Pat Bev, then you can go out there and act like that. I just don't think that Dylan Brooks is that, that great. So, you know, they, they, he's not going to be brought back by the Grizzlies. People are asking where he's going to end up at. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, that that's going to be uh, uh, yet remains to be seen. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see about that one. Uh, you know, of course, you also had the Miami Heat knocking off the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I just don't know what. Happened. You know what I'm gonna say? It is ever since the Milwaukee Bucks traded Jordan Wara, the Bucks have been going downhill. Swag was on the the team that won the championship. He was a good luck charm for the team. He dropped a 20-point game in the playoffs. And then y'all got rid of him. You trade him to the Pacers. He set a Pacers record for points scored in a quarter. You should have held on to him, Milwaukee, and because you didn't hold on to Jordan Wara, you lost. Now, that's not the actual reason that they lost, but it's pitiful. You went out there and just allowed Jimmy Butler to once again become Michael Jordan in the playoffs. That dude is the most unbelievable guy when he comes in. When he turns into the playoffs, it's just like he turns into a whole different cat. Um, and, And, you know, he just went out there. He dominated uh, the Bucks. He did push off Pat Connaughton to send that game to overtime in game five, though. I'm not going to lie about that. Like, literally on that last inbounds play to send the game to overtime, he two-hand pushes Pat Connaughton, grabs the ball, and throws it in. Takes a lot of concentration to be able to both simultaneously push off and keep an eye on the ball and put it in the basket. So, I mean, I, I give you credit for that. But that was absolutely an offensive foul. Um you know, but hey, uh, to the victor goes the spoils. Uh, they were able to go out there and work out a split with the Knicks. Um, he did not get to play in Game Two after uh, turning his ankle in Game One. But they did their job. They went out there. They got the split. Uh, next game is going to be today. ABC uh, 9 30, or Excuse me, 3:30 p.m. Uh, AB uh, on, on on ABC Network uh, this uh, today uh, at Miami. So we'll have to see if uh, Jimmy's going to be ready to play. Um, so, you know, if, if Butler can go out there um, and, you know, play, I, I, I tell you what, like may, maybe the Miami Heat as the eighth seed are going to do what the New York Knicks as an eight seed did in 2000. And of course, everybody remembers that year, uh, the Miami Heat upset, uh, you know, a bunch of teams as the eighth seed, including the Miami Heat uh, to go on to the NBA Finals. Uh, in 2000, so you know, who knows? Of course, they ended up losing to uh, the San Antonio Spurs and Tim Duncan uh, in, in that uh, that finals. But maybe, maybe the Heat uh, just found it. Maybe the Heat were kind of, bur- you know, sandbagging, uh, you know, not necessarily playing their best and kind of because I mean, the Heat coming into into the year uh, with everything that that they added with Cal Lowry and and Tyler Hero and Everything they had, Jimmy Butler, they added Kevin Love. Um, they were expected to be a team that was going to be really good, and they never really found it. Uh, well, they found it. <laughs> and Now they're, they're playing some really good basketball. Bam Adebayo's playing well, so um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that. New York, of course, took care of Donovan Mitchell uh, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens on that. Uh, the, the Philadelphia 76ers, um, uh, the, you know, Boston was able to shake off losing at home in game one. Um, you know, the, the, both of those teams kind of wiped through their first-round opponents, so it's not even worth talking about. But the Celtics do lead um, after losing their first game at home. They did come back, get the second game at home, and then they went on the road and won in Philly. Uh, so, you know, that, that was a huge one, uh, for the Celtics. Um, I don't know who's going to win that series. I mean, it sucks for Philly to go out there, steal home court and then give it right back as soon as you get back home. Uh, so we'll have to see if MVP Joel can go out there and, uh, you know, uh, get get it done and tie up the series. I think that one's going seven games, regardless. Though honestly, it just that just feels like a seven game series. Um, so we'll have to see what happens. But either one, I don't care, Celtics or Philadelphia. I don't know if they can beat the Heat. Like I, like the Heat are just. <sighs> I I don't I mean they're just so good at so many spots and they can score from so many spots and then Jimmy just acts like you know he just turns into to you know Kobe Jordan combo and just I I am amazed by what they're doing. I'll just say that. Um in the West, of course, uh the the Suns and Nuggets are are you know facing off the Nuggets were able to shake off uh, anything going on uh, in that first round. Uh, the Suns as well. The Nuggets dominated at home pretty much the Suns. And, you know, the Suns were able to go out there, come back, and get a game uh, back in Phoenix. Uh, they're going to have to win uh, the game on Sunday um, to, to have an opportunity. I don't have a good feel for this one yet. It feels like a seven-game series. Uh, But I'm waiting for either team to kind of step up and, you know, dominate the series. Like, I feel like the Nuggets probably have the better chance. For some reason, Phoenix just seemed to kind of – they they played at a different level against the Clippers in the first round. Like uh, you know, Phoenix came out there and kind of put the hammer down. But of course, you were dealing with the Clippers team that you know didn't have a, a Paul George playing. You did, and this is what we talked about. They didn't have a Paul George. Um, you know, you had Kawhi Leonard for a couple games, then Kawhi gets hurt, and Phoenix kind of took care of business. So you just didn't know how good the Phoenix Suns actually were. And, you know, people wondered how good the Nuggets were because they just didn't necessarily like them as a number one seed. Um, But, you know, clearly Denver was uh, up to the task uh, in the first round, Um, you know, and they came out and they looked really good against Phoenix in the first two games. Uh, before dropping the game uh, last night uh, to Phoenix. So we'll have to kind of wait and see. I don't have a good feel on that series as of yet. And then, of course, the series that everybody wants to talk about, Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors. I was did not think either one of these two teams was going to be here. Um <laughs> I thought that uh, the Lakers would get beaten by the Memphis Grizzlies, even though the Grizzlies were without their big guys. I, th- I knew it was a possibility, um, you know, with those two being out. I thought that the Grizzlies' offense would be too much for L.A., uh, but L.A. is—I mean, those trades. Whoever decided that they were going to get those trades done, uh, and, and you know, get give the Lakers as much as they did for for terrible old Russell Westbrook. I mean, just be happy that the Utah Jazz wanted to be bad because that Lakers fans, that absolutely saved your bacon. Um, and the, the Lakers, I can't hate LeBron and AD and those dudes. They are playing good basketball. Now, of course, they went out there. They stole game one against the Warriors, who unbelievably knocked off the, the Sacramento Kings. I thought this was going to be Kings-Lakers. Uh, And we were going to see if the Kings could finally exercise the demons of the Lakers who just bullied them throughout the two thousands. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the Kings were not able to get it done in game seven. They lose at home in game seven to the Warriors. I thought that the Warriors had no chance of winning that. Um, but Steph goes for 50 and you know, that's all she wrote. Uh, that's why he's one of the greatest of all time. So I I just got to give it up to him. But, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, that this is going to be a series. This is definitely the, the must-see TV series of the playoffs so far. Um, I'll be very, very interested to see what happens tonight. I will be uh, somewhere watching this game. Uh, you know, the Warriors travel to, travel to LA, ABC, 8.30 p.m. tip. This is a game that everybody. I know people don't like that. I know you people here locally don't necessarily love the NBA that much. um, But you know, I I just feel like you got to make an exception, right? Like this is this is the one time that uh uh, you know you you really have to uh you know you you really have to to make that exception. This is LeBron. This is uh, Steph. Uh, this you know these two have faced off a billion times. Uh, but you know I, I need to see what's gonna happen. The Lakers come out, they steal game one. Then of course, uh, AD plays like a bum in game two, and the the Warriors win by twenty seven points. So, um, you know I, I just it's so intriguing this whole series, this whole everything that has to do uh with the Lakers. Um, Warriors series just for so many differing opinions. I mean, Stephen A. Smith said that, you know, if the Warriors, you know, go out there, take out LeBron, and then if they can find a way to, you know, get get this done and get back to the finals and win a championship, that Steph Curry, you know, you may have to yank LeBron's face off of Mount Rushmore basketball and put Steph Curry's face up there. That's – a big statement. And I know that Stephen a Smith is a dude that goes out there and is paid to be a blowhard and make those types of pronouncements. But that is, that's saying something, Um, you know, just by saying that and, you know, you look at the championships and you look at the accomplishments, he might not be wrong. And and if Steph can get this done head to head, um, you know, that, 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 that is definitely going to be a feather in his cap, but he's got to get it done. Um the Warriors have been kind of Jekyll and Hyde. They've been that way all year. Um so we'll have to see. This is going to be one to just get get your get your popcorn ready. Uh I hope to see you guys out. I hope you enjoy derby. Um you know, it has been a uh a, an amazing uh derby so far. So, you know, I know I'm about to end this with a song that's really more about running, but I just figured that it you know is it's it, it's it's one of those uh, those things that uh you know you, you are kind of universal, um, <laughs> but uh, you know I, I I think that you know th- this is a uh, this is gonna be a, an amazing amazing day. Uh, so I appreciate you guys. Thank you, Haven Harrington. Uh, thank you to everybody that had uh, that chi- chimed in today and was a part of the show uh, for Rashawn my ha- Haven Harrington. This is big exports and we out.